This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. So today is another solo episode, and I wanted to do this episode after being inspired from a few TikToks and a few DMs that I've gotten, and honestly, from conversations I've just had in person with friends. And it comes at a good time because it has been four years since I quit my job, a little over four years. So my last day of work, I believe was May 31st. I quit in the very beginning of May or the end of April. I remember I took eight days PTO. I used up all of my PTO and it was because it was around my birthday and I wanted to go to Coachella. And then I also wanted to spend some time in New York and California. So I literally went on like a one and a half week vacation, took all my PTO that I had left. And then I came back and I quit my job or I put in my notice to quit my job. And I was so nervous doing that. I didn't want to do it beforehand because I was like, oh my gosh, then they're going to be like, wait, you're taking all this PTO. So I was like, I'm going to put in my PTO. I'm going to come back and I'm going to quit. And the day I came back from my week and a half long vacation was when I put in my PTO. And some people might think that's not a great way to do it. But I had such a great relationship with my boss, with my manager that it was totally fine. But I was so nervous and it was like the most nerve wracking thing I've done. And I don't even remember like how I did it anymore. I remember I had like put in time on my manager's calendar and was like, I just need to talk to you about something. And I think they knew what was coming because everyone at the office knew that I did social media. Everyone knew that that was kind of like my second job. And I feel like at one point they were kind of expecting it to happen, but they were super supportive and It went so well, but I stayed for another six weeks. So I put in my notice and then they asked me to stay for six weeks and I did. And then my last day was the end of May. And that's when I announced it on social media. So I never announced when I put in my notice. I just announced it once I had already quipped and been like done with work, like had my last day of work. So that was four years ago, which is crazy to think that it's been four years because When I think of four-year periods, I think of that being the time that you have high school and that's also the time that you have college in, at least for me it was. I know some people take longer or a shorter amount of time in college, but for me, my college was four years. And I just think of it in those chunks and those were kind of like seasons in my life, like high school was one season, college was another season, and they were such pivotal seasons in my life. And they felt like forever, honestly, like time went by very quickly, but looking back at it, I also can't believe that I've been out of college longer than I was in it because it felt like such a big chunk of my life. And now the same goes for being self-employed and quitting my job. I can't believe that I've been working for myself longer than the time that I was in college. Like, that's just so weird to me. Like, I can't believe it's been that long. And if you guys are new here, 
let me backtrack before even quitting my job. I'll tell you kind of what I did for work. But I had gone to school. I got an industrial engineering degree and then I went the consulting route. So I worked at Accenture for about nine months before I quit. It was very short lived, but that was like my dream corporate job. I just wanted to work for a consulting company because I really wanted to get experience in like a bunch of different businesses and work with a bunch of different clients. And consulting, I feel like is kind of looked at as like a not glamorous job because I think everyone knows that the hours are bad and that it's like you don't have a life really, even though that was not the case for me. My hours were actually amazing. And I feel like I didn't work that much. It was a very, very chill client. So I got really lucky. I and mean, then I didn't travel at all or anything like that. And this was also pre 2020. So, you know, travel wasn't impacted by COVID yet at all. So people were traveling every week, but I just got really lucky with my client. But yeah, I worked at a consulting firm. And even though it's not glamorized, I feel like it's highly regarded that like people think that if you work at a consulting firm, you're smart, it's hard to get into you've mastered the case study interview. And so I think I just had a lot of pride. And I wanted to work in consulting. So that's what I did. And then I was always doing social media, as you guys might not know, I started back in 2011. And I was doing it for eight years before I was actually able to quit my job and do it full time. And this was during the time where where a bunch of YouTubers were quitting their job because we were kind of like the first generation to go into like the corporate world and get jobs. And so once people started to quit, it was kind of like, whoa, what? Like you had the YouTubers, like the OG YouTubers that just never went to college and they did YouTube at 18. And then there was my generation of social media creators. We went to college, we went to get jobs, and then we quit very shortly after. And that got like so much backlash. Like there was honestly a lot of people that were really upset about YouTubers quitting their job. There was a lot of people saying that, you know, social media wasn't a real job. What are you going to do when this all goes away? And here I am four years later. So I would like to say anyone that has made those comments, I'm still here and <laughs> I'm doing much more than what I was doing four years ago. And I am much more ahead in my career than I would have been if I stayed at my corporate job. So I'm very proud of the decision that I made today. Anyways, that's besides the point. I don't even know what I was saying anymore, but I guess I'm, I'm saying I was part of that generation that kind of like quit their jobs and got a lot of backlash. And I remember, I think, I think Katie Bellotti was the first one. I'm trying to think of like the YouTubers that were the first ones. I'm pretty sure Katie quit before I did because I think I remember talking to her about it. And I was like, so nervous. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so nervous to quit. But I could be wrong. I forget who was the first one. I just remember being very nervous about it. And then I remember like, Brooke Michio, Michelle Reed, they all quit like a year later, because I'm a year above them. So I graduated a year before them. So I remember them. I remember like Brooke and Michelle being like, what was the reaction? Like, how was it? And I was like, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be fine. And the reaction was actually not as bad as you might think. So yeah, I remember that time period was so strange because now I feel like people are blowing up on TikTok and they're quitting their jobs within like six months, you know, and it's, it's very normal and no one's really saying anything about it. Of course, I think that relatability aspect is always going to be there on social media. Like people want to be relatable and people want to watch relatable content and people that have like corporate jobs are more relatable to a bigger demographic of people. There's more people, I think, that work in corporations and at normal jobs versus like working on their own. However, that is, I mean, it's changing. Like there's more and more people working for themselves now too. And that's very like aspirational as well. But anyways, at that time, it was like revolutionary, I feel like. And so now, four years later, 
I wanted to make a video about kind of just like giving advice on like when to quit your job. I want to title this episode like, so you decided to quit your job. Like this is listen to this podcast episode if you decided to quit your job or you want to quit your job. Because I think that on social media, like I said, I didn't announce the day that I quit. I announced once the six weeks was over, once I put in my notice, once I was done, like I completed my last day of work and then I announced it. So People didn't see, you know, me thinking about it. People didn't see me talking to my friends and family about it. People didn't see the plan I had in place before I decided I was going to quit. They didn't see me actually putting in my notice and what that was like because I just wanted to keep that to myself. And I was just very nervous, honestly, about one, it's a huge decision. I didn't want to like jinx it or anything. And two, I just wanted to, I don't know, like keep it to myself because I was scared of the reaction I was going to get if I'm being honest. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Ares tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. 
I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can first free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. I wanted to do this video because I want to just kind of be a friend that you're talking to if you do want to quit your job because I think that a lot more people today are looking to quit not because of social media I mean that might be one case for someone listening but for so many reasons I think a lot of people are unhappy at their jobs a lot of people are trying to find work-life balance they're trying to work remotely and now maybe their company is telling them they have to come into the office it's not what they thought it would be and people are going off to either do their own thing or they're trying to even like pivot markets and go into a different field and you know, just do something else. And I don't think that that should be villainized at all. And I think it's so amazing when you decide that you want to make that change, but it's also super scary. And there's a lot that goes into it that I feel like is not shown on social media, only the end result is shown. So I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about what you need to do before you decide to quit your job. So I'm going to first start with people who kind of just want to make a change and maybe they're just unhappy at work because I think a lot of people think if you quit, it means you need to kind of go into the self-employed route. And that's not the case for a majority of people. I think a lot of people listening to my podcast, you know, want to do that just because of the content I post. I feel like I attract a lot of people that want to work for themselves. But I also think there's nothing wrong with wanting to have another secure job at another company. And for some reason, I feel like there's some podcasters, there's some influencers, there's some business leaders that kind of make you feel like unless you're an entrepreneur or unless you work for yourself, you're unsuccessful. And I hope my content never comes across that way. I think that that's like incredibly unrelatable. It's really rude. It's not something I ever want to promote because I think everyone has a different path and working for yourself is not the right one for everyone. And I don't know, it's not something that should be like that's the end all be all, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So if you want to quit and you want to kind of pivot markets, I don't have firsthand experience in this, but I would tell you what I would do based on what I've seen friends do and based on what I was considering doing when I was still at Accenture and I wasn't sure if I wanted to take the leap to fully work for myself or if I wanted to do something else. So Number one, you need to just like network like crazy. I think that when you are at a job, you think like, okay, I shouldn't be talking to anyone else at another company because what if it gets back to my employer? I don't think that that's the case. I think that you should be reaching out to other people in careers that you are interested in because unfortunately, the way the world works is that it's really about who you know. I've noticed that with everything in life, like when it came to raising money, when it came to finding co-founders, when it comes to even like finding customers and users and anything in life, if you know the right people, you are 20 steps ahead than if you don't. And that's not to say that you needed to be born into knowing the right people or you need to have family connections or anything like that. Because I think in 2023, anyone can get in front of anyone now because of social media, because of the internet. And there are so many ways to do that. So number one, LinkedIn is going to be your friend. Social media will be your friend. Like even Instagram, slide into someone's Instagram DMs. They don't have to be the CEO of a company. They can just be working at a company that you want to work for and doors will open up. So that's the first thing I would say is just just to network and then also 
if your company is a big company, like for example, when I worked for Accenture, I was thinking of working more into like the marketing side of things or being more in like the business development side of things instead of tech because I was a technology analyst and I didn't really love what I was doing. I was able to get in front of so many people. I was able to like network with so many managing directors. I was even being asked to be pulled onto other projects that I wanted to work on because I met these people and they made a good impression. And then I asked them if they would be willing to kind of like get me on their project. And even though I ended up leaving before that worked out, it was something that I was able to do just by like getting in front of the right people. And what that entailed was just me like emailing, DMing and messaging people. And I would say probably like 70% of people don't answer or it's a no, but the 30% that actually take the phone call or get on a Zoom or go to coffee with you, those are the people that are going to make the difference. And you don't need 100% of people to answer. You literally need one person to answer and be the thing that like changes and moves the needle. So I think that's like the biggest thing I would say if you are looking to pivot in any industry. And also, I think that one thing that I want to like stress and I've talked about before is that your first job might not be your dream job and it probably won't be. So I think it's easy to get discouraged when you're at your first job. And for me, it was Accenture and I was so excited because I was like, I'm going to have experience with so many different brands and I'm going to have the coolest clients and I'm going to work on really cool projects. And that wasn't the case for me. That's not why I quit. I quit because I did want to go off on my own, but I was really bummed because it wasn't what I expected. And I thought that it would be this like glamorous job where I was able to work on like the coolest companies because of what they had like kind of expressed what Accenture was. And while I still believe that that's what I could have done if I stayed, I was really discouraged because my first one wasn't like that. And I think today, like we want like instant satisfaction. And if we don't have like our dream job right away, we think that that career, like the company sucks or that maybe I shouldn't have gone to law school. Maybe I shouldn't have gone to med school. Maybe I shouldn't have gotten my degree in this. And then we get super discouraged and super negative. And I just don't think that that should be the case. Like, I think that you should realize that almost everyone starts at the bottom and has a job that they probably hate or don't like, but it's what you do with it and like where you go from there that really shapes your life and really shapes the rest of your like career trajectory. So I would just say, again, it goes back to the networking. It goes back to getting in front of the right people. But don't be so discouraged and kind of like give up if your first job is not that like dream job that you had envisioned, because that's okay. It's probably not going to be. And so you need to be okay with that. And you need to just have the mentality that that's fine. You're just now going to hustle and pivot and like go somewhere else. So I always want to say that because there's so many people I meet that they're working in something and they're like, wait, I actually hate this. Like, this is what I wanted, but I hate it. And instead of viewing that as like a negative thing, I think you should be like, wow, thank God I realized that I don't like this so early on. So now I can make the pivot even earlier in my career. And I think that that's a better way to look at it than just being like, whoa, I chose the wrong thing or why am I here or why am I doing this? I really think mindset is such a big part in being being content with where you're at in life, including your career. And I think that your mindset is going to help you go a lot further if you realize that, yeah, not everyone is going to like their job. That's fine. That's exciting. That means that I get to pivot and I get to, you know, move on even quicker than spending 10 years at a place and then realizing it later. You know what I mean? So I think if you're working at a job and you want to pivot, that's kind of like the advice I would give for that. But if you want to quit your job and work on your own, these are some tips that I had for myself. And this is kind of like the plan that I had laid out because I definitely think that you need a plan. I think you need a plan regardless if you're pivoting or quitting and going off on your own. But I'm going to talk about the plan that I had and hopefully it can help some of you with what you guys are doing. So first thing, 
if you want to go and work for yourself, you need to start your side hustle. Whatever you want to do on your own later, you need to start that when you are actually working at the job you currently have. I know I'm going to get a lot of people saying, well, I don't have time. I'm so busy. I don't like I don't even know what I want to do afterwards. But I think that you can't quit your job and then be like, okay, what should I do? Because then that adds an insane level of pressure on you, like the amount of pressure you're going to feel of like, I need to figure something out, which will probably lead to making impulsive and poor decisions because you just feel so much pressure. And then you're going to be unhappy there and you're going to be like, oh my God, what did I do? Did I make a mistake? Not to mention the financial side of things of if you don't have that side hustle now and then you're starting from scratch, it's going to take you a lot of time to start making money. So number one, start your side hustle. And if you say, I don't have time, I'm sorry, I'm gonna call you out on that because every single person has time to do something. You might not have as much time as someone else. You might not have as much time as you would like. You might not have as much time and it it might take you double the amount of time it takes someone else to quit their job because you only have one hour in a day. But if you are someone that ever scrolls on social media, you have time to sit down and like read or you have time to watch TV, those are all leisurely activities that don't get me wrong, you need for your mental health. But No, I I think we all think we don't have time when if we took away those little things that we do when we're bored or to waste time, we would have so many more hours in a day. A lot of people also, you know, they prioritize their social life a lot and they might have something that they do with their friends every weekend or you might think weekends are off limits, whatever it is there's always something you can take away in order to build a side hustle. And I am not for hustle culture where it's like you need to work, work, work 24 hours a day. You can't sleep like no, no, no. I'm all for prioritizing your sleep, your health, your mental health. But I do think that there are moments in life where and seasons in life, I should say, where you will have to work and only work and you will not have a social life and you will not have time to do anything for leisure and you might feel burnt out a little bit. And I'm not encouraging that, but I'm saying that it's impossible for someone to kind of like want to have their own business and want to work for themselves and not go into seasons where you are really busy and you might be stressed. And I am not saying this to encourage it. I'm just saying like it just is inevitable. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. Like I think that a little bit of stress and a little bit of, you know, drive under you and like, oh my God, I have so much I need to do. I don't know. It instills a good work ethic sometimes. It can get things done quicker. And it just has that drive. Like no one is going to start a business and be like, well, I'm only working for three hours today. And then the rest of the day I'm going to take off or I'm only going to work for a few hours today. And that's it in the beginning for the entire business. Like it probably won't be successful if that's like your mentality from the start. I feel like there are going to be moments of grinding and hustling and that's okay. And then you will be able to slow down. And actually you should slow down because no one wants to be burnt out forever. And that might be controversial, but I don't know. I just think that there's something about having a season of like, I need to do this and I need to get this done that is important and it does instill a really hard work ethic. remember when I was working at Accenture and I was working like normal nine to five hours. I would get home around like 630. Like I said, I didn't have crazy hours. I know there are people that have much worse hours than I did, but I would work all the time before work 
during my lunch break and after work. Every single lunch break, you could find me downstairs at Starbucks working on my YouTube videos. And then after work, I would film with my ring light or I would film before work and I would prioritize that. And I didn't really have the best social life and I didn't have those like breaks throughout my day during the workday when I would just like chill, like I was always doing something else. And it allowed me to quit my job in nine months. And I'm so grateful for that. Of course, I was also working on YouTube for eight years before that. But I remember when I first got my job, I was like, I am going to quit this job soon. My goal was to quit within two years. And I was able to quit within nine months. But I remember being like, I'm just going to keep working. Like it really had like that drive under me. So you need to start your side hustle while you are working at your other job and you can find time. It just might take a little bit longer. And I know people are much busier than I am. So I'm not really using myself as like, look how hard I worked. Like, no, I had a great schedule for working these hours. So I'm not trying to like say, if I could do it, you could do it. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just giving you an example of what I did. And I think anyone can find at least like 30 minutes or an hour of their day to work on their side hustle. And then number two, have a financial goal when it comes to saving and how much money you want to make on that side hustle. So I had two financial goals. Number one, I wanted to save six months worth of my cost of living. That is kind of a lot, but I do think that if you're working for yourself and you're self-employed, two to three months is very little. Like I think if you are already making a consistent stream of income, you should have two to three months of savings in your bank. But if you're working for yourself and you're kind of taking that leap and you don't really know how much money you're going to be making, I think you should have six months of savings to be comfortable. At least for me, honestly, you don't need to. Like whatever you feel comfortable with, this is all flexible. Like it doesn't matter what I say, honestly. I'm giving you an example of myself. That's what I felt comfortable with. If you feel comfortable with just having one month, have one month, go for it. But I'll just let you know what I did. So yeah, I had six months. It made me feel comfortable. It made me feel easy because that means that I could not work for six months and then I could still live off of that. I mean, I would have literally no money, but it made me feel comfortable that I could do that in case I did need to go back and get another job. And then when it came to a financial goal, I wanted to make double my salary on social media than I was at Accenture. Now that was a lot. I was very, very safe with this. Like I will say I was pretty risk averse when it came down to this, just because I was so young. I was like, I'm 23. I just got my degree. I'm working at this company that I've wanted to work for. I don't want to ruin it so early and like quit after three months and then it not work. And then I have to go back and like find another job because I don't have that much experience under my belt. So that's why I wanted to be like incredibly safe. But so many people don't feel that way. And I've read so many books with so many entrepreneurs that literally have zero dollars in their bank account. They're like, don't have any money and they quit their job and like, you know, sold their company for a billion dollars, like whatever. So you do not have to listen to me. I am just telling you what I did to be a little bit more risk averse and feel a little safer about it. So if you want to do that, that's what I did. The third thing is that when it's time to quit, always leave on good terms. I mentioned this, but I left on good terms. Like I loved my bosses. I loved my managers. They loved me. When I was at work, I worked. When I was at home, I worked on social media. Like I didn't bring YouTube and social media into the office with me. Of course, there were moments when it was like dead at the office and I would be like on Instagram or on YouTube. But I really wanted to make it clear that like my side hustle was my side hustle and like this was work. And so I think I was a really good employee. And so when it did come time to quitting, my employer and my manager and my boss, they were like, oh my God, we love you so much. If you ever need a job again, come to us and we will hire you like no matter where we are. I remember my boss at the time told me that 
it doesn't matter if it's five years down the road, which is crazy that that's like now pretty much that no matter where she is, she will hire me. And I was like, wow, that just means so much to me because that means that if I do need a backup plan, if, you know, this doesn't work out, I know that I have someone that I can turn to. And I think it's all about making good connections. So I think a lot of people want to quit out of anger. And a lot of people are like, F you, I'm done with this. Like I'm quitting. But you just never want to burn bridges with anyone. And you want to be like proud of the work that you did and not leave out of like spite. So of course, there's different situations. But I think for the most part, just try to leave on good terms. They asked me if I could give six weeks notice, which is pretty long for quitting. Like most people give two weeks. I think four weeks is acceptable, but six weeks is a very long time. And I did. So I was like, you know what? I want to leave on good terms. You know, there's, it's not like another job is starting for me. So I can give them six weeks. I really didn't want to. I wanted to give two weeks. And then they were like, can you please do six? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so long, but sure. Just because again, I just wanted to leave on good terms and I wanted to make the transition as smooth as possible for when the person that replaced me came in. So I would just try to do that as as much as you can when you do decide to quit your job. And then the fourth piece of advice I would have is not to listen to people that are kind of like going to bring you down and tell you it's a bad idea. Because if you have this plan in place, if you have the money saved, if you have, you know, your goal of what you want to make on your side hustle, your side hustle's already started. Those people don't understand being able to like quit and take that leap and work on your own. And a lot of times they want the best for you and they think that that's like the safest bet. So like, why would you leave? Like, why would you leave this good job that you have? And it's like when you have your plan in place, you are going to feel so much more confident and you're going to be like, I'm not listening to you. So many people, whether it was in my real life or on social media, told me, what are you going to do when this goes away? And I would always say, like, what are you going to do when you get fired from your job or laid off? Like, no one's job is 100% secure. So if I have security and I have confidence in my plan and what I'm doing, I'm going to do what I actually want to do, not just what is, like, typical or what people expect of me. And so having that plan made me have confidence. If I didn't have that plan and I was like, I'm just going to quit and go out on a whim, then I don't think I would have the confidence when people would tell me, like, hey, that's a horrible idea. Because I did have people tell me that. I mean, Thankfully, I had the close people in my life be happy for me. But of course, it came with hesitations. Like my parents were not just like, okay, yeah, quit your job. They were like, are you sure? Let's look at this. Like, are you sure you don't want to stay at least until one year? Like they were really hesitant, even though at the end of the day, they were supportive because I was like, no, look, here's my bank account. Here's how much money I've been making every month. Here's how I've been saving. Here's what I'm going to continue to do. And then they were like, okay, that makes sense. You don't need to explain yourself to random people. So that's why just like have that plan. And then when people are negative against you, don't listen to them. Just don't. Ignore them. And then the last thing I would say is to set up a schedule for yourself for when you do decide to quit, to have a sense of routine and to have a sense of discipline. Because the first week of quitting your job, you're going to be like, wait, what do I do? I have all this time. Like, what time do I wake up? What do I do? Oh my gosh. And your schedule is going to change all the time. Like, I mean, my schedule from when I first quit to now is like totally different with what I'm doing, but your schedule is going to change all the time. Some days you're not going to work. Some days you're going to work long hours. Like it's up to you, but 
in the beginning so that you don't fall into the trap of being like, I can just wake up from whenever and I can work whenever I want. Oh my God, this is awesome. Try to set some schedule for yourself for that sense of normalcy. So I remember my first week, I was like, I'm still going to wake up early. I'm going to work out. I'm going to go to a coffee shop. I'm going to set my schedule. And it was great that I had that flexibility. But if I just like never set an alarm and woke up whenever I wanted and like, oh, let me, it's like one o'clock. Let me maybe like open my laptop and start working. I feel like I would have gotten lazy and I would have not been as successful or I would have not, you know, accomplished what I accomplished because I would just have had no routine. And so I would just say that to ease yourself into it, try to set a schedule and like set a routine for yourself when you do quit your job. And if you are quitting your job, please DM me because I would love to say congratulations. And I don't ever want people to be like inspired to quit just because they're not happy at a place. Like I want you to be smart about it. But if you are quitting, it is exciting. It's scary and exciting at the same time. And I've just had way too many conversations with people about this lately that I wanted to do an entire podcast on this. So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you want more solo episodes, let me know because I've been loving making them and I will see you guys in my next podcast. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.